We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this episode of Drinks with Binks, we welcome in MLS Commissioner Don Garber. We're going to celebrate the 25th anniversary of MLS. He's been at the helm for 22 seasons. We're going to play a fun game of Name That Commissioner. We'll talk about everyone's favorite, promotion relegation, as well as do a bit of an update on how MLS is dealing with the coronavirus. You don't want to miss everything that we have in store. Stay tuned. Welcome on in to Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks. And we have been so lucky since this show launched in September to have so many incredible guests in the sports realm, athletes, broadcasters, entertainers. And today is very special for me because we have arguably our biggest name on this show. I think he was tricked. He has no idea really what he had in store coming on the show here today. We have MLS Commissioner Don Garber, who has also been uh, a friend of mine since I started covering MLS many years ago and we're so excited to have you here thank good, you so much good. for coming Happy on the to show be a part of it supporting your new thank show you. yes try to get a little we'll, we'll tweet about it we'll throw it on instagram that would be a lot to, i need your support done we do, we do. I, I love those retweets and uh you have been so busy because mls congratulations is celebrating 25 seasons and this is your 22nd season at the helm it's almost like this is sort of your baby in a way. Well, you know, when I started, I was a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm an old man. You were 25. It was, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been a long, really uh, gratifying ride, Julie. I mean, we, it's hard to believe it's been 25 years for the league and north of 20 for me. The sport's growing. There's this weekend's games really just were, whether it's Nashville or whether it was in LA, the two games I attended. Great crowds, lots of great players, lots of excitement. Our television ratings were really, really strong, mm -hmm. which is always very important, as you well know. It's, uh, it's good. Getting ready to start the second mm -hmm. decade and a half. Wow, that that sounds no, two decades. No, yeah. twenty-five. Yeah, <laughs> I I believe you. Silver. Whatever you say, Don. <laughs> I mean, you are you are synonymous with MLS, and you mentioned just how many years you've been there as the league has been in in this inception. And so, on drinks with Binks, as we discussed, we always have a drink. We let our guests pick what we want to have, and what do we have today, Don? Well, you know, I didn't know that drinks with Binks meant alcoholic drinks with Binks. Well, I thought it was that was a, you know. I could have sat a, on our part I could that we have a coke one of our sponsors is sparkling water. I figure it's a long show mm -hmm. we'll start with sparkling water since I think that's what yeah well so I always so yeah you pick sparkling water we'll I of course have 
Yeah, we'll raid we'll mom's liquor cabinet over here. Tequila. We'll get into the tequila. We'll We've got some yeah. like bourbon and yep, vodka. Yeah. yeah, and we got yeah. it all on drinks yep, with things. Okay, ready. so let's take cheers. a sip. Cheers. Cheers. What would happen if somebody didn't drink alcohol? It would be non-alcoholic. We don't have them on things. the show. That <laughs> we're like, nope, no. We uh, it's yeah, it could be non-alcoholic drinks. We always say it doesn't matter if you don't drink alcohol, we can still have a good time. Right. Just not as right. good of a time, I don't think. But I <laughs> know <laughs> we've had a lot of coffee and cappuccinos and whatnot. So. Don, you mentioned this weekend some, you know, seeing the expansion teams of Nashville and Miami, which was exciting. And I thought it was very exciting seeing David Beckham, Liv Tyler, Posh Spice, Victoria Beckham, all in a suite together. How surreal is it for you to see some of these celebrities working with your league? You know, it's uh, there are a lot of them now, so which is really cool. Some of them are big fans. Uh, you know, you could... You could go around the league and not just those that come out for games, but, you know, we've got, you know, Matthew McConaughey as a part owner of a team. We have Will Farrell as a part owner of a team. Me and Nomar uh, Garciaparo with the uh, owners and at the game uh, this past uh, Sunday. I think it speaks to the fact that the, the league is becoming more culturally relevant. Mm -hmm. You know, Sierra and Russell Wilson owning a piece of Seattle and and seeing how excited they were when Seattle wins the championship. The league is driving to have more relevance. In order to have relevance, you sort of have to be culturally meaningful. I was in the box on Sunday, and this, uh, this hip-hop guy who's very important to sort of drive African-American culture, this guy named Styx, came over to me, and he said, hey, man, I'm a big fan of L.A. I want to really get behind your all-star game, Galaxy and LAFC. I think it's really incredible that in this case the african-american community in la is becoming more interested in our sport i think that has something to do with the following we have there i mean kobe was a big fan mm -hmm. and his support of our league and his support of our sport so celebrities are mattering but you know at the end of the day it is about it's sort of being meaningful in the community as well. Right, and and you've definitely been meaningful in the community, and you've had a great on-field product, which continues to get better and better as, you know, the quality of the players and the coaches and, and everything like that. But you mentioned these names, Matthew McConaughey, Sierra, Will Ferrell. Is the, have you gotten to the point where it's normal, or are you still like, wow, this is pretty cool? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it is funny, Julia. I, I'm still the commissioner, so it's kind of weird, you know, I... I <laughs> Will Farrell is an owner. You know, he doesn't come to board meetings, but when you talk to him, or Drew Carey, who's been mm -hmm. around our league for a long time, I think most people don't realize that, you know, just because somebody's a movie star or they're, you know, a, a, a well-known musician, uh, that they're normal. You know, their family, they have families, they have wives and kids or husbands and kids, and, you know, they, they go to games, they, mm -hmm. they like to have a good time. Uh, and in the case of those that are involved in our league, you know, they want to see that their business investments are doing well. They want, David Beckham really cares about Inter-Miami being successful. Right. And so does Will Farrell. I mean, you have a conversation with him, he basically acts no different than any other owner. So for me, when I was younger, it was kind of fun, it was kind of cool. Meeting David in 2006, I was a young guy. It was a mm -hmm. long time ago. Uh, but now I'm his commissioner, and he's right, one of yeah. my owners. And I have to manage him no different than I manage any other owner. 
and he needs to behave no different mm -hmm. than the other owner, even though he's David Beckham. So your kids must think you're pretty cool then. They don't. Neither <laughs> does my wife, you know. What? After all of this? You know, it's funny. when you're. I've been around this a long time. You know, I worked at the NFL for a long time. I was in the on the entertainment side for five or six of my 17 year, years there. I was very involved in the Super Bowl halftime show. I was the guy that was involved in bringing Michael Jackson into the wow. fold, the first sort of uh, pop star halftime show. I had Garth Brooks sing the national anthem and spent a lot of time with him over the years. And I think when you're in our business doing what we do on the sort of the suit side, yeah. you know, these are relationships that you've got to treat like they're equals, peers, and you've got to manage it in a way where you don't act like a flaming idiot. Uh, yeah, that would you're be important. Around right? You're not asking for autographs. You're not, oh, yeah. And especially in know, L.A., it's like no autographs, no pictures. pictures. Right. Although, has there been a point you're like, oh, man, I'd love well, to just get this picture I have picture a funny now. one. Liv Tyler, David at the game on Sunday, we were, he was very emotional. He was very excited. That guy worked his ass off trying to really get this team going. Very, very, very focused. And at the end of the game, I walked over to tell him how well I thought the team did, congratulate him. He said, hey, let, let's go take a picture. And Liv Tyler took the picture. And I should have had a picture <laughs> of Liv Tyler taking a picture of us. That would have been That's fun. pretty surreal. That's, and, yeah, that's a, another a marker to know that, okay, I, I am cool, kids. Yeah. All right. I do have a fun one for you. Okay, yeah. You're the interviewer. No, but I keep do think one of the coolest things I've ever done in and around that sort of world is when David and his wife came to LA, uh, a bunch of the talent agencies put on a party to say LA welcomes the Beckhams. And it was really closed to anybody other than sort of celebrity types and the Galaxy players and one or two suit types. I was invited, uh, President of the League was invited, a bunch of uh, uh, Galaxy executives were invited, but there were about 250 people there. And I walk in, and there was just about every actor and every cool music, musical artist that you could imagine, all saying, hey, David, you're an L.A. guy now. And I remember the, the entourage was really big at that time. And the cast of entourage were hanging around, and they're gawking around. There's this actor. There's this celebrity. And my wife and I were big fans. And I said, why don't you go just walk over to Turtle? You know, mm -hmm. why don't you walk over to Vince and just say hello? They're, they're hanging out at the bar. She said, no, I could never do that. And I said, come on, let's go say hello to him. And I walked over and basically said, hey, man, like, are you a Galaxy fan? At that time, pre-LAFC, do you want to, you know, are you excited about soccer? Yeah, yeah, we, we love MLS. And aren't you the commissioner? I said, yeah. They said, oh, man, could we have your autograph? I said, get Whoa. the hell out of here. Not really. <laughs> but, you know, Stevie Wonder that performed. That is pretty cool. Uh, Will Smith was there, and he performed with his old partner. You know, it was, it was DJ Jazzy Jeff, Jeff and yeah. Fresh Prince. Mm -hmm. And there, I remember Tom Cruise out there oh dancing with, with, uh, with Dave. And I remember looking at Beckham and David and his wife, and they were just like, what? You know what? Is this going to be our it's life It's like for a while? this every single yeah. night here if you <laughs> play an MLS and you're in LA. That probably was the cool, the most fun of, of all these years. That was that's, pretty cool. That's pretty good. But now it's normalized because you're hanging out with celebrities like myself on Drinks with Banks. We're yeah. going to have a whole lot more after this break. Stay tuned.
Welcome on back to Drinks with Binks. I'm JSB, of course, and we're so thrilled to have MLS Commissioner Don Garber here with us. Very busy week. MLS just kicked off their 25th season. And Don, you've been all over the place doing media uh, nationally on random places like here. And you have had a great week so far because also it's been exciting with Nashville and Miami being a part of MLS. And then going forward, you're planning on adding more teams next year in Austin and Charlotte and beyond to St. Louis, Sacramento. You've been a part of the league for so long. What's the one thing you've learned in expanding properly and not doing it too fast, doing it the right way? Well, you know, we always say that we have the shadow of failed leagues hanging over us. So we've been very, very focused on expanding strategically, finding the right owners, the right cities, the right markets. But now, Julie, it's kind of take, in many ways, it's taken on a life of its own. Not the expansion process, but the popularity of our clubs. So Nashville is a great example. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, somebody said to me two years ago, even with the success in, uh, in Nashville with them being in the Stanley Cup and, and the way everybody embraced the Predators, that we'd have 60,000 people in, you know, in February, that you'd have, you know, a a Liz, the, this Lizzie Hale, this guitarist, yes. this punk rocker playing the guitar right before the start of the game, people freaking out, Jude and the Lion creating this anthem that sort of is reminiscent of the, the Liverpool You'll Never Walk Alone mm -hmm. anthem. All these things sort of happen because the league and, and our clubs and the sport overall are just more important. And that relevance, that electricity, that mattering to people in their lives, we didn't anticipate happening. And I think that that's just the beginning. You know, our best days are still in front of us. Six new teams coming on between now and 22 and seven new stadiums. That's mm -hmm. unprecedented for any professional sports league. And it's not like those leagues that in the past would just add teams and then they'd fold teams. I mean, we've had success from success to success to success in our our new markets and that's something that I think is only going to get bigger and better years right. to come. Especially seeing LAFC and Atlanta, uh, the success on and off the field is, is exciting for people that aren't even MLS fans and I've, I've been covering the league since 2011 I worked at Fox Soccer Report out of Winnipeg, Manitoba, surprisingly enough. And until now, I don't necessarily cover the league Winnipeg. all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It was real rough. Those uh, things you have to do to start your career. But it was fun getting to cover soccer. But then on the other side now, seeing it from outside of covering the league, you know, it's become part of the, the daily conversation. And for you, Don, you've had to do so many interviews. You've probably done more interviews than I've done interviewing people and I got to say are you annoyed at this point being asked all the time about promotion relegation yeah I really am <laughs> are you gonna ask me I, okay. I, I how do you feel about being asked about it <laughs> well you know I used to get asked at every single interview about Miami and now nobody asks me about Miami anymore so you just accept it I've I've learned and and I've got a great you know, help yeah, we got with looking with, over my shoulder, make sure we get the cue on, cards. On yeah. <laughs> Munch, our, you know, crack PR guy. But, you know, it's hard to remember. And, and, it, and it really is actually, Julie, it's hard because you do Wednesday. We had our launch of our 25th season and there were 300 media people there. And, and Dan and, and, uh, and Molly, your friend Molly, yep, my people sort of walk us through the eight people that we had as spokespeople from Beckham to Jorge Mas to other owners, run them through these interviews 15 minutes at a time. And you don't want to say the same thing 
20 different times. Right. And yet you realize when you're talking to the BBC, they don't really know what you're saying mm. to Drinks with Binks, and they don't know what you're saying to ESPN and Fox and ABC and the like. And it just gets, it requires a lot of patience and a lot of focus. On promotion relegation, you know, I, I get asked that not just in every media interview. I spoke to a bunch of business leaders in Nashville, and this was on Saturday. And there was some English guy, and he said, so, Commissioner, do you think we'll ever have promotion relegation? I said, how, you know, how could we manage that in, in MLS today? You know, your team is going to invest $500, $600 million in building a stadium, building out staff, creating a training ground. And that requires, and I know this sounds too businessy, but the reality is, how could that team not be able to play against LA right. or Toronto or Vancouver or New York with the revenues that are associated with that, at least in the world we live in today? And you know, in, in the world of business, they have debt on their stadiums and all sorts of stuff. There's no way the system could support it. And then I reminded him that in Mexico, they just voted last week to eliminate promotion and relegation mm -hmm. for five years. And I think if you were going to start football or soccer leagues today, you wouldn't have it. But I understand, I accept, and I embrace, because I'm a big fan of global soccer, that the drama of going up and going down is part of the sort of the, the, the way the game is played around the world. And who knows, maybe, you know, when you're doing this show and you're doing it live on some you know, on Way NBC, and, it, than just, and you Fubo, have yeah. a million people watching it, right? And you know, you and you're going to have ten kids, or no, ten-year-old kids sitting around. Yeah, definitely not having ten <laughs> children. Then I put put it. That's probably true. I put that into the life's a long time. People have said to me when I first joined the game, soccer will never make it. Neither will MLS. We proved them wrong. I've said we're likely never going to have promotion relegation. Mm. At some point, they might prove me wrong. And I, you know, you got to have an open mind in but life. But, Don, when you say that, it, it's like you're leaving the door open for all those purists to be like, oh, there's a chance. Maybe. <laughs> Not when I'm around, <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> so maybe I've you know, I truly Gerber. mean this life is a long time. Never thought we'd have soon to be 30 teams. Never thought we'd have almost, you know, 25 stadiums. I never thought we'd have the following right, we do. Right, right, right. So who knows? You never uh, know. Just you never know. I mean, the thing is, when I, I explain it to people that, that aren't in soccer, it's like saying to Brian Cashman and the Yankees, imagine you guys playing, you know, AAA, whoever, and, and having spent that much money on Garrett Cole, and now, oh, you're going to lose, you know, the amount of money you say with expansion right. teams and owners put into the leagues. It just doesn't necessarily work out in this realm. But I will say, when my mom asks me if I want dessert, and I'm like, no, 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 I, mom, I'm so full. I just ate all these fries and everything. She orders dessert, and it's just sitting there. Because it's around, it's around. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll have a bite. Because people keep bringing it up, you think, you know, maybe it could enter the realm of possibility. Not because they bring it up all the time, <laughs> truly. I think it's, could there be a world where we have many, many more teams than we do now? And that's not a world that we're contemplating. And that you can build a pyramid that would be sustainable going up and down, where you had stadiums that were all built and financed and you were able to cross uh, you know, across all the time zones and weather zones in ways where you know that you'd have success. Um, maybe you'd have regional competitions. Maybe we have a competition that takes place more regularly against Mexico. Maybe mm -hmm. the CONCACAF Champions League is as big as the UEFA Champions League. There's so many things that could happen in a future that we can't contemplate today. But 
I just find it interesting. There are a lot of people that say, why don't you have it? And I know you're not asking it for that reason. You know I don't but care I think if you have promotion or allegation. People ask it because it's just part of what they're used to. Right. They've never thought about the fact we have a players union that union agreements that are bargained and that provide minimum salaries and working conditions and some charters and all these things that are part of our relationship with our players. What happens if those players on that mm -hmm. team go down to another league that doesn't have the same requirements? Agreed. So, very I could give you a hundred examples yeah. of that. And it's then smart people have said to me, Grant Wall has sent it to me once, I know you interviewed him, I'm sure we could figure it out. And I said, good luck. Spend, you spend your time doing it, I'm not spending my time doing yeah, that. Yeah, it sounds like you had too many Mezcal Negronis on the show <laughs> with that. Uh, it just sounds exhausting, to be honest. To be like, okay, you gotta have, add all these teams, whatever. Um, but you mentioned League MX, and I know that you've been, you guys having an all-star game against them this right. year. What would be ideal for you in terms of that relationship with MLS? Like, what would be your ultimate goal? Getting closer, more competition. There, There's more competitive matches. So think about where we were. And most people don't remember this. We had something called Superliga, mm -hmm. I think, in the early 2000s. Then we had something called Interliga in and around 2005, 2006. And then we started getting the Champions League becoming more important for us and, and Liga Max. And now we then went to Leagues Cup, and now we're going to have a larger Leagues Cup. I think you're going to see more meaningful competition. We're getting to recognize that if Mexico, their league and our league, the new Canadian League and yes. maybe some of the Caribbean and, uh, and Central American leagues get more valuable and more important, then maybe we could become more relevant and more meaningful in global football. Right. I'd like to see CONCACAF be as valuable or as important or influential as Comnable or even mm -hmm. UEFA in time. In order to do that, we have the two big leagues need to get closer together. Right. Especially as we look toward the World Cup in 2026 and maybe Canada might be there probably maybe the u.s well they're going to automatically qualify for in 26 they will that's be there. why we have the commissioner here on the show <laughs> and we're not even drinking alcohol we'll be back after this Welcome on back to Drinks with Binks. We are so thrilled to be having MLS Commissioner Don Garber here with us today. So busy taking his time out to be on a show and help us increase our ratings. So that means a lot that we can just, you know, put my name was that against you doing yours. that orange? Did you say was that you? Or was that <laughs> I wish. Yeah, <laughs> that is stock footage that we have from okay. Getty Images. Um, but before we get into a little game, I want to play with you. I got to ask you this question that is, is it's very controversial. It's the top of my mind how do you feel between people saying mls and the mls oh man i don't understand how people say the mls okay i'd rather yeah. them say that than the msl or oh, msl yeah. but yeah i don't understand that the may i mean it's not that hard right? right but you know you think about it the national football league not national football league but not the, the major national. league baseball right it's there, mlb is the one that's as close close to yours there's got to be some grammatical thing that I don't know as to what when the V goes and when it doesn't so go. then have you with some of your your new partners and your owners that maybe weren't in the know if they say the MLS they're like whoa 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 no I Time just out. realized just one more person saying the MLS letting it go just let it so now yeah. you let it go yeah I let it go people like Alexi Lawless like they patrol Twitter oh, and they're like no 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 <laughs> 
Yes. Okay. So <laughs> he's spending too much time. On yeah, Twitter. he's definitely Alexi's spending the guy too who's much flying time. on the plane. I'm thirty thousand feet. What can I entertain you with? Yeah. Why would you do that? Did well, he read a good book, watch a <laughs> movie, talk to the person next to you. Yeah, and Don't he gets a lot of hate. Me. He gets a lot of trolls too. I but know. he likes that, you know. That's yeah. that's part of the that's game. True. Okay, so no the MLS. Take out the. And on that huh. note, we are going to play a game <laughs> called name <laughs> what is that game name that commissioner um because we have a commissioner here so we thought we'd play this so what we're gonna do is i'm not prepared for this so if i really mess this up yeah i mean i'm sure if this is pretty bad we'll make <laughs> we'll sure you can it. you can edit it yeah <laughs> uh okay so i'm gonna give you the name of a commissioner you're gonna put on your head it's like the game heads up and then i'm gonna read some clues and don's gonna have to guess who this is this is a commissioner There's... that here like in or is I it mean, like Commissioner uh, Gordon with Batman? Or? It's a commissioner. I mean, <laughs> okay. I'm not going to give away any clues, okay? There's not many commissioners. FDA commissioner. Okay, so you don't, know. you know, just put this on your head. Don't look through okay. it or anything like that. Okay. So this commissioner. Adam Silver. I didn't even ask you anything. It reflected through no, the light. No, no, Don, Don, that, okay, we don't, we don't allow now. that kind of okay. on here, Hand okay? this way. That's, that's. <laughs> Here you go. Okay, okay. So what you're gonna <laughs> that is not good. Um, okay. Okay. I'm now <laughs> Okay, so now we're gonna we're starting at this. Um this commissioner was portrayed as a glitchy animated robot on South Park. Oh boy. This commissioner was willing to sacrifice his league's tax exemption, which also spares him heaps of criticism over his forty plus million dollar a year salary. I know who this is. He's a really good buddy of mine. He's a good guy. He doesn't get enough credit. Roger Wait, okay. gets not who enough credit who for who else Roger gives uh, hey, Roger, we got you know, it. Okay. Pe yeah, so these are really hard jobs, Julie. Yeah. So, you know, okay, so he's what, not a robot. He's a really good no, guy. That, I know he's, he's got a hard like... job. <laughs> he's doing a great job. We should, yeah, we got to stop giving him uh, flack. But what, so you know him. What's, so what's I one started, thing you've learned I started from at the NFL the same month that he did. He, first of all, he loves his job, loves his league, very focused, has one of the most difficult jobs on the planet. You know, you have so many, like, like all commissioners, so many different constituents. Mm -hmm. But, you know, football is such a part of the fabric of American football and the NFL of our society that you almost can't win. So people, and he's actually a really good guy, good family guy, he's got a wonderful wife and kids. Yeah. He's a good dad, he's a good athlete. So he's then shade. in like one word, what's one thing you've taken from Roger Goodell that you've like, Courage. I learned. Courage. That guy's got some guts. He's a, gut, he's a gutsy guy. Okay. Very great. I know that sounds intel. so, but he really is. No, that's. I asked he's for a, one word, and courage yeah, was the word. <laughs> okay, so don't cheat on this one, Don. Play the game. So put this up against your head. Okay, and look at me. Eyes <laughs> over here. This commissioner is one of the longest serving commissioners beginning in 1939. Ooh. This commissioner has a deep commitment to ridding his corrupt city of crime. At night, he gets the attention of his partner by shining a giant signal into the oh, sky. Oh, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I just I just saw the Joker on the plane. Oh, back. yeah. Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. So you want to hear something ding, funny? Ding, ding. You yes. know, when I first took this job, people would say to me, "Oh, you know, this is Commissioner Garber," and then some people would say, 
what? <laughs> Commissioner of what? You know, because they didn't know soccer or anything about Major League Soccer. I said, you're, are you like Commissioner Gordon? But I real, I mean, I'm said, old enough to know the old Batman. Right, the boom pow, yeah, Adam yeah, West. Yeah, that's that was the good old days. That's the good stuff. That's right. But right. you know what the big Batman thing is? I think I'm right about this. Hans Zimmer did some uh, Batman oh. uh, soundtrack stuff, and Hans Zimmer just did our new anthem. Have right. you heard nice our new segue. anthem? Nice segue. Yes. Super uh, cool. Very cool. And you so, know, I was a big fan of the old one too. Yeah, I was. I yeah, was. I, I tweeted I had about to it get quite pushed a bit. To, to, to kind of move from I there love anthems. to the, you, you can't yeah. really go wrong. Okay, the last one, all right? Don't look like no cheating again. I mean, that might be relevant, but we'll see. Uh, okay, this commissioner graduated from Harvard Law. His last name is a combination of both a noun and the first name of a popular cartoon character from the prehistoric times. <laughs> Whoever wrote that, that was pretty good. That was me. I got that I one. Actually Rob, wrote it. Rob, I actually wrote that. Rob Manfred. Yes. A another Rob guy Manfred. really has, has a tough job under a lot of pressure now. But I, I, I was asked at a, at a meeting the other day, what would you have done any differently than what he had to do dealing with a very difficult and complicated thing? And I just said, you know, listen, I don't know that I do anything differently, but let me tell you, he loves the league tough job so many different constituents you almost can't win uh, I have this great line that when I left the NFL Julie Paul Tagliabu who was the commissioner then had an exit interview and he gave me so I was young I was you know 39 years old puts his arm around me and he says hey son let me give you one piece of advice your job as commissioner is to keep the owners who hate you away from the ones who are undecided Mm, so that's yeah. the advice that you need to Don't have. Let these them are bring tough. Them down. These are tough. Even okay. in our little league, they're tough jobs. Okay, but I will ask you one question. Very tough jobs. Understandable. We would never know what it's like. But if this situation was in MLS, hypothetically, a situation of, you know, a magnitude of cheating for a champion, what would you do? You know, I, I, that's such a good question, and I could imagine Thank that you. if I answered it the way you'd want me to, headlines, drinks with beaks would be all around the world. Come on, Don, I need and something, you know, okay? I'm not going to answer that Come question. Come on, we got to get investors I, on the I show, all right? I will tell you <laughs> that I don't, uh, I don't know that, that I can provide my own judgment right. without being engaged as he was in the process in the beginning, in the middle of the end. I know that it is so, no, no commissioner thinks about anything more than the integrity of the game, more than all of us do. This is what our number one job is, and it's an impossible thing to work itself through, and I feel for Rob, I really do. You do, yeah. yeah you're I really on... do. But what do you think about the criticism that he's faced? Which I just think not that when you, I, you know, it's kind of that, that comment I made about keep the ones who are undecided away mm -hmm. from the ones who already decided to hate you. I say to my board and I say to my friends and my family, my job is to please as many of the people as I can, understanding that I will piss most of them off. As long as 51% of them mm -hmm. support me, from an ownership perspective, I keep my job. You know, you've got to understand that fans are constituents, players are constituents, owners are cons constituents, communities are, our own internal staff, history judges us, and we've got to be thinking about all those different factors when you make a decision. And at the end of the day, you've got to put your head on the pillow at night, know that you've been thoughtful, you've done your research, you've been 
engaging with as many people as you can talk to and, and get advice. And at the end of the day, you're left there, your name is on the ball, and you're judged by the decisions you make. Easier for me, Julie, because I built it, mm -hmm. right? I've been, in, but somebody else is gonna come in years from now, sooner as opposed to later, and they're gonna have to make decisions that are gonna affect the way they're perceived about what their view of right. what the league needs to be. That could be about, competition issues, promotion relegation, where we fit within the global landscape, what do we spend on players, how do we manage discipline. But for me, that focus has been on all of that, but also on building the league. So that's an unusual dynamic. Right, no other right. commissioner has really had to worry about managing a league as it's developing and growing uh, because their leagues are already built. Right. Uh, that sounds like an answer from a commissioner. We've there got we more go. of those coming up after this break. Welcome on back to Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks, and we have MLS Commissioner Don Garber here with us sipping on some sparkling water. We would have wine in any other occasion, I guess, or if he had been told he could drink alcohol, but it's probably for the best because... It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Yes. Uh, it's, I think actually almost... Well, this is coming on at 8 p.m., okay? So it is past that. Uh, but, but Don, it would be remiss if we had you here and didn't ask about, obviously, what's going on in the world right now with coronavirus that has become the biggest news story um, internationally and it has affected many different leagues different sports I know that MLS has been working with a task force with other with a CDC right. and other leagues where are you guys with this right now well you know it's very real time uh, and the, the best thing that I could say is we like all businesses are trying to be on top of it and as front of it as we possibly can be, knowing that what decisions we make today could be changed tomorrow. I literally came here from a task force meeting in our office and left the conference room to walk across right. town I'm to really see you. I'm really glad that I interrupted that, that? meeting. <laughs> <laughs> the meeting ended when I left. Okay. No. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, listen, this is uh, uh, concerning. Uh, to be fair, uh, new ground. Uh, we talked about you know a number of different things that I think would be interesting. Uh, Todd Durbin, who you've met, runs our competition group, said, you know this this sort of is a little bit like how we were together as a group after 9/11, which happened in such real time and forced us to come together as a league, uh, organize thought and strategy and policy out of the league office, understanding that we had many, many other constituents from our employees to our players to all of our teams to the stadiums, some of which then that we own, some that we were tenants in. And you've, you've got to have the right people in place that are dealing with the issues that, uh, that require lots of, of, of thought. So we have a medical group, we have a security group. Uh, Joanne Neal, who's the president of the league, who oversees administration and HR and lots of other things strategically, uh, is engaged with uh, leading this group so that we know and can come together every single day on decisions we have to make. How are we going to manage the international releases and the, right. uh, the FIFA date at the end of the month? We have lots of people that are traveling every day and traveling internationally and domestically. Are we going to continue to allow that to happen? Uh, how are we going to manage uh, the GA Cup where we're bringing in a bunch of international teams? Uh, how do we manage our own 
experiences with um, uh, how we deal in New York, which might be different than dealing in other markets. And the one thing that I have to say today is that if this was something that would be airing a month from now, I think the answers as to what we do will be very different mm -hmm. because it's developing. Uh, the CDC, the, the Center for Disease Control, is communicating effectively, as is the, a task force in the White House. And all of us know that this is not going to be federally driven. It's going to be locally driven. Right. And the local news is developing as we speak. Right. And so because, you know, many leagues and many places have taken their cues from CDC and from the federal government, because that is what we the information we're getting. You do mention that it's moving at such a rapid pace that we're learning hour by hour. How much of um, an onus or responsibility as a league, as MLS, do you guys take even specifically, you know, we need to be concerned about our players, our our teams, our fans, regardless of what CDC says. You know, it's that's a good question, Julie. We, we, we talked about that. I mean, the best thing that we could do is ensure that we are getting the best possible timely information in real time so that we could make decisions that are in the best interest of all of our constituents, fans, uh, employees, players, et cetera. Uh, and we as a league, and no different than the other sports leagues, uh, have to get that information. You can't get it from the news. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to get it as, and, uh, from uh, the, the authorities, if you will, that are dealing with this on a day-to-day -day basis, but we're recognizing that it's changing as we mm -hmm. speak. Yeah. Uh, and we will make the right decisions for all of our constituents, regardless as to where the government, if you will, is coming in. But listen, if the government decides that uh, they're going to limit public assembly, then we're going to have to adjust to that. And that's what's been happening in a handful of, uh, of cities throughout right. Europe. That's just an example. Yeah. Um, Don, you are... We went from sort of the fun and talking about Batman That's what we do on Trying to Things. Yeah. We're all over the place <laughs> as, as, as that's what life is. But Don, um, you know, you're a commissioner, but you're also, you know, you're, you're a human. And when you, what keeps you up at night when, when something like this is directly potentially going to affect your league? You know, it, it starts with uh, it not being able to, it starts with the unknown. You know, we, all of us are citizens of the planet, right? There are a lot of things we don't have control over and a lot of things that we don't know that are going to affect our daily lives. You know, I had lunch with my daughter who's just coming back from maternity leave and has a three-month-old baby, you know, and you start thinking about how does all mm -hmm. of this affect, you know, your family? But at the end of the day, Julie, it is, how does it affect all of us? And I think that there are business concerns, and then there's humanity concerns, and then there are overall sort of the impact on our life concerns. And, you know, I, I know that we'll all get through this. You know, we, I'm a student of history. You know, we've gotten through terrible war, wars. We've gotten through terrible conflict and diseases, and we've gone through, gone, gotten through terrorist attacks. And I can remember during all of that thinking that, you know, life will never be the same. And in some ways, they aren't, but in many ways, they do get normalized, mm -hmm. and this will get normalized also. Yeah, I mean, I think we're all just hoping, you know, we're not, no one's trying to, no one's hoping that this is a big deal. Everyone wants everyone to be to be safe and to be healthy and for this to, to definitely go away. And before we go to break, I have one quick question. In Europe, they've had to deal right. with, you know, closing of, uh, postponing games and having fans not watch the games. What have you taken from what they've gone through and what they've that they've been dealing with or even if you've even had conversations yeah. with people what have you taken that you've the, learned the speed from in which doing? they acted i mean they acted really fast you know they 
closed down their stadiums to, to fans in, in Italy pretty quickly. They postponed just very recently, uh, and they acted quickly. So uh, I am hoping that that doesn't happen uh, and praying that that doesn't happen because I think it would, if that's happening, it would probably affect lots and lots of other public events that take place. But, boy, they acted pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to have more to come on Drinks with Things. Hey guys, welcome on back to Drinks with Binks. I'm JSB. We've got MLS Commissioner Don Garber here on the couch, and I think I'm now uh, encouraging him to probably reach for the alcohol at this point because uh, my uh, my questions are pretty pretty tough here on the program. <laughs> uh, that's that's the good one to take, I think. Yeah, you had uh, that hidden from me, but I'll... you know I would have wanted to to have some booze and and offer you shots, but I'm sure my boss and your one of your colleagues, of course, Dan Cordemanche, would be uh, would would cancel this interview. So I won't do that at this point next time. Um, but speaking of television and TV rights, you guys have the TV rights coming up with MLS, and it's like an exciting time because since you you had the the, the last round of rights, so much has changed in our society and in how people consume media and how people watch games and and how appointment viewing is so important for games. Right. And I've worked with two of your broadcasters, Fox and ESPN, and I think I'm probably going to be working with your next broadcaster, Fubo TV, um, because I'm hoping that. This is the moment you announce you're going to be doing a long-term deal with us. So uh, all jokes aside, what have you learned in the last, since the last rights so were no, negotiated? So nothing that, that um, everybody in this room and in this business doesn't think about every day, which is there's never really been a disruption quite like this in the way people are engaging with content. Uh, and it goes back to, if you think about it as it relates to the sports industry, uh, our industry has been driven by that disruption in the past. Cable television is launched, and all of a sudden the ESPNs of the world, the TNTs of the world need content, so are buying sports rights. And domestically, that's driven a lot of opportunity and value and exposure. Around the world, it's been even bigger than that mm-hmm. because there were satellite was being launched because they almost bypassed cable. And, and now today... You, you are sort of living in a world, and my phone's not here, where the way that people, whether it's people of my generation or older or kids today, are able to be portable in how they engage with the things that matter to them. That right. could be games. It could be betting, sports mm-hmm. betting. It certainly can be the shows that they love and watch. And now an entire industry is exploding, delivering all of that, whether that's Fubo, or it's Netflix, whether it's Apple, or whether it's ESPN Plus or yeah. NBC Sports Gold and et cetera, et cetera. So all of that requires live content to connect with the consumer who that company wants to have a relationship with. Mm -hmm. And that relationship used to be third party. The relationship would be with your cable operator. And then the cable operator would go out and sell subscriptions. And the cable operator needed to have channels. And those channels were driven in many ways by sports. Now that relationship is one-to-one. And very, very valuable for the Fubos of the world. Mm -hmm. It's very valuable for content holders because we want to have a lifetime relationship with that fan and talk to them and engage with them and know who they are, know where they live, know what they like, know whether they're time shifting, meaning 
taping and watching differently. I think the government knows all that information. Yeah, they probably right do, now. and yeah. so are the, no. <laughs> some of the large social media companies. But so all of it is all very, very, in my view, very, very positive. Uh, our rights are up in 2022. After the 2022 season, confident in a fruitful yeah. and engaging future. But I mean, you must be looking your chops because I mean. For people like us or any streaming services or, or cable broadcasters, you need rights. Like we need, because you need appointment viewing. Like this is what will tell people you watch us at this point. So you must be like, well, look what we got. And Buy we also it. have two, Julie, you know, it's our consumer, our fan is young. They're diverse. They're globally connected. So because of their soccer fans overall and they're engaging with global content, which as you know, you can get on your mobile device. It's not geo-blocked, if mm -hmm. you will, to, to a local uh, community, if you will. So we have this unique relationship with consumers and fans that they're going to want to have. Right. So if Fubo's got a billion dollars. Yeah, I think we for do, 425th actually. Avenue, D Garber at whatever.com, come send me a note, write the check. Dave, that's you the deal. It? I think we just, we don't <laughs> shake hands anymore, but I think right. we just did it. And that means I also, I think I just brokered this deal. My 10% commission oh, fee, yeah. Dave Gandler. Big one. Uh, all right. Well, this is great. Now I can sign a lease for an apartment. We'll be back after this. <laughs> Welcome on back to Drinks with Binks. We've got MLS Commissioner Don Garber here. We've talked so much soccer, but we want to know more about Don the person. Don. Don. Because <laughs> it's always... accent yeah. coming in. <laughs> Did I? Oh, no. <laughs> I've been trying to get rid of it. Um, but, but we always, you know, as mentioned, symbiotic with uh, MLS. But what would, what would be something that would surprise us about who you are outside mm. of soccer? Well, I'm a, uh, I'm a New Yorker that owns a farm in, in western New Jersey that until recently had, we raised cows and pigs. Wow. Uh, and uh, we had, we were really bad farmers. I went with a bunch of buddies of mine. <laughs> <laughs> the pigs used to run away all the time. But, How would you even have time? I you mean, know, I didn't. Have... We have, we have a, a guy that right. helps us with that, but he was not a very good farmer. Sounds like <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, so, and I'm a, I'm a pretty outdoorsy guy, okay. which I grew up in Queens, so I Grew up in an apartment building, and uh, you know I've traveled to some pretty faraway places, mm -hmm. doing some pretty cool, outdoorsy type stuff. So that, I think that would surprise people. Right, and um, you said you know someday when you aren't commissioner or even in your spare time, like what are your other goals in life? Like what what else do you dream of doing? You know, it's a, it's a good question, Julie. I, I'm I, you know I've been doing this for I've been sports for 34 years, um, so. I'm at the, the end of my arc, if you will, and trying to figure out sort of where all that ends up going. I, I'm very involved in a, in a number of different charities. One of them is in a veterans charity. I'm on the board of a cancer hospital here in mm -hmm. New York City, so I probably would want to spend more time on that. Uh, I travel 120 days a year, wow. so more so than most humans. Uh, even, you know, going forward, probably even more with right. all these new teams coming in. So, you know, I hope I've left a good impact on, on not just the industry, but our sport, but also have led lots of people and, and nurtured them in their careers. I take a lot of pride in that. I think people who work in Major League Soccer are uh, really uh, focused not only on the goal of building the league, but really care about each other. And I take pride in that. 
I believe that leadership is about sort of, you know, leaning in mm -hmm. and ensuring that we're focused on the things that matter. We have a very diverse organization. We've got a female president. We've got almost half of our employees are women. We've right. got more Latinos and people of color than most other companies. Uh, I take a lot of pride in that. Hopefully that is something that's influenced people's lives and maybe I could do a little more of that going forward. You've done a great job with it and we do have to go to break, but I will say, you know, even from day one in the industry, you always made me feel welcome and you championed my work and, and you made me feel respected and like that you wanted me to be there. And I felt that through all of your players and your teams. And I, I will speak so highly of MLS, not just because you're here and I'm pandering to you also, <laughs> but because I've also worked in so many other leagues and I've yeah. never felt the respect or just the, um, the welcomeness that I found with MLS. Well, I so I think that that, that starts from the top. So, um, yes, including Fubo, even better than here. We'll be back after this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have had a great time here with MLS Commissioner Don Garber. You Thank you time? so much. <laughs> I've had a great time. I know I've driven you now to continue drinking after this, but uh, it means a lot to be able to go through difficult topics, fun topics, and MLS, guys, you can watch it on Fox, ESPN, MLSsoccer.com. He's at the Soccer Don and Fubo in the future. We'll see you guys next time.